Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 137, Representation. I hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know the weather here was trash in D.C. It was a mess, but yesterday was really nice. So we got some good um, some good fun in the sun in. Um, so, so much to talk about, so much to discuss, okay? Um, I was going to get into that whole The Tennis Girl um, controversial um, issues. I think her name is Naomi. Um, but I'm not even going to get into that because <sighs> I just feel a certain type of way, but I'm not even going to it. So I'm not even going to voice my opinion on it. So sorry. Um, but what I will voice my opinion on for damn America is, you know, should the airlines or public places start to have dress codes? You know, it's a lot of tweets and Instagrams and People doing videos about women walking out the house with these bonnets on at the airport with them on, scarves, all types of things. And, you know, I saw all of the tweets. I've been listening to all of the videos. I know Tokyo Vanity posted this long post and, you know, Monique came out and said things and what I will say is I appreciate Monique because she said it in a way that was classy. She said it in a way that makes sense. You know, one thing about me is my mother raised me to always look my best. Always look presentable. She always used to tell me, and I was just talking with her about this yesterday and some other friends. Every time I leave out this house, I'm a representation of her. You know, she says to me, you know, you never know who I know. You never know who you're going to meet. So you always need to look good. You know, people used to make fun, my friends and stuff, because, like, you know, my house is an early bird household. Like, on Saturday and Sundays, we up at 6 o'clock in the morning, y'all. Okay, 6 a.m., drinking coffee, talking, and we planning out our day. So even when we go and run errands, we running errands looking good, okay? Hair is dead laid, um, a little bit of ash. Like, we looking good for the day. And it can be 8 o'clock and 8.30 in the morning. We're looking good for the day. Whether we're running errands, just going to the grocery store, just going to Target, we're looking good, okay? So... When I see these girls at the airport, I'm just like, 
Mm, like, I'll just be looking like, damn, she look a mess. Damn, she looks stank. Damn, she looks terrible. Because they really do. Like, they really do be looking a mess. And, you know, my thing is, look, to heat your own in certain situations. But it's just like, you know, how can we sit up here and expect so much from other races white people in general we want people to respect us we want people to do x y and z and we can't even go out here looking presentable and respectable like i just don't understand it i've I seen tweets when people was like oh well nobody says anything when the white girl is coming to work with wet hair and the white girls will listen just because the white people did it or is thinking about doing it or want to do it or didn't do it, that don't make that shit right. And that goes for any race, black, white, Chinese, whatever. It don't make this shit right, okay? So we got to stop using the race card every time someone wants to hold the black community accountable for some of the things that they do. Some of the things that y'all fucking do out here is ridiculous. It's sad. It's sad. And one thing the black community likes to run away from is accountability. We always want to point the finger at what somebody else is doing, what that person is doing, what that race is doing. Okay, so don't make it right. You know, one thing I know about black people, we always were unique. We always stood out. We always did our own thing. And it's just like, okay, what's your point? Those bon- the bonnets, the scarves, the pajamas, the shits. You may even come out and see them in a robe. All that shit is for in the house. That's in the house. It only takes two, three minutes for you to hit a brush, comb your head down, put in a ponytail, put a cap on, whatever. Half of y'all bitches is wearing wigs. Half of y'all bitches is wearing weaves. So I'm just not understanding what is the problem. You can't get out the bed and do your hair. You can't get out of the bed and brush your hair down, brush your edges down. Like, I just don't understand the bonnet thing. Shit, when I'm on FaceTime half of the time with my friends, with a, with a guy that I got a crush on, whatever. I don't want the fucking bonnet on. I'm just trying to take it off, figure out how I can do my hair real cute. You know, not trying to look crazy. But it's just like, y'all have taken this bonnet thing to the next level, this pajama thing to the next level. You know, in Tokyo, Vanity going to say, oh, well, you never know what somebody is going through. They people going to airports to go to funerals and to do this and to do that. Listen, stop making excuses. All that that you list, those things may have, may be true, may do happen, but they're excuses. It don't have nothing to do with your appearance. Nothing at all. Nothing. Your appearance matters. It matters. You know, why do we always have to be labeled as ghetto? Why do we always have to be labeled as just damn right, just nasty? That's what it, that's what y'all be looking like. Y'all be looking fucking nasty. Nasty. Look like you just roll out of bed. You ain't sprinkle no water on the washcloth. You ain't wash your ass. You ain't brush your teeth. Just outside, just looking. 
Just looking. And it's not even about you doing it for no man or doing it for people in the store. It's about doing it for yourself. What about the what about the self-love? What about loving yourself? What about making yourself happy, making yourself look good? Like what happened to that? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, I'm just sitting here and we're really sitting here going back and forth, arguing about a bonnet and a scarf and this, what you should do at the airport, what you should do at this, that, and the third. Let me tell you, when it's time to really debate issues, y'all crickets. You're quiet. Nobody got shit to say on real life shit. When Biden was up in there passionate. Asian hate crime bill, y'all was crickets. Y'all ain't had nothing to say. Nothing. But now that we on this, something that's so silly and something that is just about representation of who you are, y'all got every goddamn scenario, every goddamn tweet in the world coming at Monique. Tokyo Vanny gonna say, oh, well, I mean, Monique is trying to give us um, words and she's sitting on camera without a bra and a robe or a bitch. She at home. She at home. When you at home, you ain't got that tight ass bra on. Hell, since it's been COVID, people don't even wear bras because we ain't been nowhere for a year. Shit, everything, I know shit. Half the time, I'm out here like, damn, do I need to put a bra on? And I'm like, yeah, put a bra on now. You can't have your titties just swinging and shit, rolling people's faces and shit when you try to do shit. It's called etiquette. Etiquette. And then it also starts within the household, how you are raised. And half of these people, half of these kids out here, this generation, they getting raised by kids themselves. They don't even know how to be. And it's terrible. You know, black people, just get some accountability for your actions. Just be accountable. Like, shit, if you want to wear a bonnet and that's what you want to do, wear a bonnet and at least look presentable. I mean, I don't know how you can look presentable in a bonnet, but something needs to, um, something just needs to look representative. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's the clothes. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't know, honey, shit. When I go to the airport... I don't know who I'm going to run into. I don't know if I'm going to run into a celebrity. Hell, I may even run into my future husband. I may run into a prince in Nigeria or Liberia or some shit. And I want to be looking like a million dollars. I don't want to be looking like no rug muffin. And then I blame, you know, I ain't trying to point the finger at the men. But shit, I blame some of y'all too because y'all be egging this shit on because y'all be entertained by what these girls be looking like. And they be looking terrible. They really do. They really fucking do. They be looking really bad. But I blame y'all because y'all just be like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. Look at her. She looking, oh, the ass is a mess. Listen, my man. If he's walking with me in the airport and we going somewhere, he's a real re- re- representation of each other. Okay? Off each other. So if I'm looking fly, my man looking fly. If I'm looking a little, you know, bummy today in the house or whatever, we only got on our errand clothes, 
we both got our iron clothes together because we match each other. You know, we feeding off each other, feeding off each other's energy, feeding off all of that. Matter of fact, I would want my man to be like, yo, babe, you going to go out there with that bonnet on? I'll be like, you right, babe. Shit, let me go ahead and try to do something to my hair. Listen, we are black women. We can do any and everything with our hair. Okay? Our hair is so precious and diverse that y'all can do anything with your hair to make yourself look presentable when you're in a public place. And there's so many other alternatives. There's different scarves. There's so many different things that you bitches can do. Besides wearing them big ass bonnets and them scarves. You know, it just disgusts me. So I'm just like, damn, at this point, do the airlines need a dress code? Do these public places need a dress code to make sure that y'all look presentable when y'all come into these establishments? Because y'all just looking damn right stink. Stink. And I'm just like, okay. Now this is this is what we arguing about now. This is what we going back and forth about. When y'all know damn y'all know damn well that this shit is don't make no sense and we out here looking stupid. We out here looking stupid. You know, it's already enough that we butchering up our faces and all this other stuff. Cause like I said, I think last week or two weeks ago. I was like, you know, I don't know who's trying to look like who. I don't know if the black woman is trying to look like the white women or is the white woman trying to look like the black women or is the black woman trying to keep it with the white women that the black men want. Like, what what exactly is going on? Everybody has something different going on with their face. Everybody keeps doing stuff to their chin, keep doing stuff to their eyes, keep doing stuff to their ass, their hips. It's just a, it's just a mess. It's a mess. And there's no self-love nowhere, nowhere within the community at this point. Like, I, I don't know if it's because of COVID or because of social media, but it's just like everything is just absurd at this point. Absurd. Like, absurd. You know, I, I like to look good at all times. You know, if my hair not right, I ain't going out. You know, if I got to run to the gas station real quick or got to go into Target just for a split second to pick up something, I'm wearing a cap on my head if I know my hair not right. I'm sticking it in the ponytail the best way that I can, and I'm putting a cap on. I dared to walk out the house with a bonnet on. Dared to walk out the house with a bonnet on. I just can't do it. It's just not in me. It's not in me. But if you feel comfortable and is that what you want to do, by all means, do it. But we can't feel no type of way when we do it and we getting criticized for it because we looking a hot ass mess while we doing it. You know, like, I hate it. I hate it. So I just hope we can do better with that representation. Like, this is, let's just do a little bit better. That's it. That's all I ask. You know, it's always, it's always, you know, the list get longer and longer with things that black people need to work on within ourselves, within our community. And I mean, the list is so long between the violence, between 
you know, the materialistic things. It's just so many things that we have to continue to work on until we can understand, you know, we have to have some type of accountability. And I think that's another thing that holds us back is we don't have accountability for our actions. We don't have accountability for the things that we say, the things that we do, the way that we, you know, just go about certain situations. It's just no accountability. And, you know, I, I just I just don't know where we go from here as far as the community. I'm not trying to take it to no political thing because I'm really trying to stay on the whole bonding and scarf talk and the airport talk, but it just it just makes me it just makes me so sad that you know we have so many well um, educated people and we just sometimes just decide. I don't even know what we decide. I really don't. I, I just know that you would never catch me. Ever on my worst day. I don't on my worst day. Okay. Mark my words in a bonnet outside. And one thing I can tell you, and one thing I can appreciate about Hampton University, Hampton University had a dress code. You know, I had a couple of friends that went there. I was like, y'all got a dress code. She was like, yeah, girl. She was like, we can't wear no bonnets to class. We can't wear no scarves. Our skirts have to be a certain length. We can't do X, Y, and Z. And the reason why they put that in force is because they stated that they're getting the young scholars, the young graduates ready for the real world. And you have to look presentable at all times. At all times. So I think that was brilliant of them. I respected that. You know, I didn't understand it when I was younger going into college as a freshman. Even though I didn't go there. But, you know, people that I knew went there. I was just like, why the fuck would they do that? Like, if you got an 8 o'clock class, like, no. And then I had to think like, okay, I understand what they're saying because... That's exactly what my mother would say. That's exactly what my grandmother would say. Shit, sometimes to this day, I'm 33 years old, and I may go out of here, and my mother be like, but what is that you got on? Like, you representing this household. You can't be wearing that. Like, you know, those are just different things that stay with me. And I just, you know, I'm just like, girl, I'm grown, you know. But that's just different things that stay with me. And, you know... To each his own, you know, I see Monique did a new video, and I just think that we shouldn't even be wasting our time, but we should also listen and, you know, just take some accountability for the actions and the things that we do. That's all I'm asking. Just take accountability for the actions and things that we do. If you want to go out there with the bonnet on and the two small shorts up in your crack of your ass and all of that shit... Do it. By any means, do it. Do it. Do it. But just know that while you're doing it, it's not looking the best. It's not. It's not looking the best. It, it really isn't. It's not. So, um, I have a, um, 
Uh, let me see. My other little thing was, <laughs> um, I was really, you know, wasn't going to talk about the press thing, but while we're on like the word accountability, you know, I saw this clip from Sunny in the View. And she pretty much was saying, you know, how the black athletes are silenced and, you know, they um, get treated a certain way because they don't want to do press or all this, you know, all this other extra things. And this is my issue with the whole I don't want to do press type thing. And I, and I think I'm more so, like I said, I'm not going to speak on Naomi, the tennis player. I'm going to more so speak on like the whole NBA thing. So when it comes to them not wanting to do press, it's more so like this is your job. You signed up for this job. You wanted to make it big. You wanted to be, you know, rich or get out the hood or whatever that you said that you wanted to do. So, um, The thing about it is this. Um, it's just a part of it's a part of your job. Like I can't go into my job and say, oh, you know what? I don't want to um I don't want to do no emails this week. I'm not feeling it. Like I don't want no, I can't do that. I have to do my job, like because it's a part of my job. So my issue with, you know, they're not sound I don't feel like they're silencing the black um um uh, athletes. I feel like if they were really about the change and about the cause, they would continue and be about it. Let me give you an example. What happened? When they went to that bubble, which they shouldn't have been in that bubble, they pretty much went to the bubble. We was in civil unrest. They shouldn't have been to the bubble in the first place. But since LeBron was like, oh, no, we need to go play basketball, da 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 But when Kyrie wanted to sit out, people was coming at Kyrie, whatever. He said, you know, it was more the basketball, whatever the case may be. LeBron James got somebody to tell to shut up and dribble. What do he do? He shut up and dribble. Let me tell you something. Football and basketball are the most predominant black sport. If these black men cared about the cause or they cared about still uplifting the cause, they would not return to work. They will boycott. So my thing is, are you really ready to really get into what needs to be done? These little shirts y'all giving, the little symbolism when y'all was in the bubble. Oh, baby, that has deceased. They only gave us one little t-shirt symbolism, and that was for Asian hate, which they got a bill for. You know, everybody, let me tell you, these things, like when you become a free thinker, and you start thinking like the mass, and you know, the mass sometimes doesn't like that you are a free thinker. Because you just really put in everything into perspective. There are there's always an agenda. There's always a narrative. There's an agenda. And this is what I've been noticing. I've been noticing the agenda and the narrative. And you know, the narrative that they're playing now 
with the whole um, people don't want to do press conferences and people not trying to do the media or answer to the media after their games or after this, that, and the third. They're trying to run this narrative now that the media is silencing black athletes. And this is not, and to me, that's not what's going on. The media has a job. Those people that come there and interview, they have a job. They're journalists. So they're going to ask the questions. They're going to ask things that you don't want to answer. This this is when your team comes, in, comes into play. And it's just like, do you have the best PR team? Is your PR team getting you together to the point where you know how to be quick on your feet when it comes to answering certain questions that you don't want to answer, that you don't want to engage in? Media, unfortunately, is a part of your job. Media, unfortunately, is a part of everyday life. Can the media fuck up? Can the media be all over the place and just create their own narrative and, you know, do different tactics to make a story more than what it is? Of course. Of course. But it just goes back to say, you knew that's what the media was about when you wanted to be in this position. I just feel, you know, the black players, you know, now the NBA seeing playoffs. I don't see him in kneeling. I don't see him with no fists. I don't see him with no shirts. I don't see him with shit. Everybody having a good ass time. Good ass time playing basketball. Good ass time entertaining. So, like, if they was the ever comment on anything that's going on right now hmm. I wouldn't even believe it because rep- representation is at its all time low if you ask me it's at a low it's at a low it's at a low you know so I just had to add a little piece in it because I was like really on my mind because I'm just like okay now all of a sudden nobody wants to do any press like now it's like the but let me tell you something but, and I'm not a Trump supporter, but I, got to, I just got to bring out the devil's advocate here. When Trump called out the media and called out the media for the shit that they did, y'all was like, oh, why is he doing that to the media? They're just trying to do their jobs. They're just there answering questions. But now, Trump is out of office. The media is such an issue now. Nobody wants to do the media. Nobody wants to do press. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. When they when they took Trump's account away for Twitter and silenced him, everybody loved it. Loved it. But now they're silencing the black athletes. Okay, because they don't want to do press. Got it. Got it. Whatever. Let's let's get into damn the other damn America. Um. Man, the other topic we had was, or I thought about, um, was, you know, this whole Republicans, they blocked the whole bill with the Capitol riots. Okay. You know, at this point, y'all, when the whole political system is set up, everybody's a crook. Everybody ain't shit. And that's for both parties, Democrat or Republican. At this point, there's no need for people to even argue back and forth about political views, argue about your view being Republican, argue about your view being Democrat, because... 
either way you look at it, both parties are racist, both party ain't worth shit, and they all over the place. You mean to tell me these people, they blocked the investigation to look into whatever happened at the Capitol, knowing damn well that they were scared, they were scared shitless, okay? Okay? Frightened. And you mean to tell me that y'all going to stop and block the bill to investigate the riots? Then the ultimate gag is some of the, some of the senators, they ain't, even, they ain't even show up. They ain't even show up. You know, so the bill needed 60 votes. It fell with 54 to 35. Y'all, y'all Democrats want to play all nice, want to do this bipartisan shit. For what? For what? Republicans had their own man up in there. Vice Pence. He was up in there. Y'all ain't want to know what happened. Y'all want to investigate or nothing to look into that for y'all man. Y'all, y'all not doing that? Y'all, y'all just not going to do it. You know... <laughs> you can't even make this shit up. It's like you can't make this shit up. The Democrats are sitting here want to have bipartisanship with the Republicans. For what? For what? For what? Because if it was the other way around, they ain't trying to have no bipartisanship with y'all. Ain't thought. But y'all sitting here want to be peacemaker, want to have this goddamn kumbaya bullshit Y'all are majority in everything, majority. The House, majority, Senate. And you mean to tell me that y'all want to sit here and work with them? When I when I figured that out, I'm like, yo, they, they all ain't shit. They all old, they white, and they ain't shit. And they all need to go. If they need to leave, resign. But the people, the people keep voting for them. Keep voting for them. You know, this year, you know, with the midterms and all of these things, I want y'all to really think and ask yourself, what exactly are you getting for your vote? What are you getting for the representation of what you believe in? What are you getting for the representation of what you think your district or your community should be? What exactly are you getting? Because right now, we ain't getting shit. We done sat here and looked at the Asians. They ain't march. They ain't had to burn nothing. They ain't had to get arrested. They ain't had to get um, um, a hose down. They ain't had to get pepper spray. They ain't had to get none of that shit. And they got a bill in a month. Oh, and now today, because yesterday was 100 years of celebrating what happens to Black Wall Street. Now Biden wants to go visit. What took today of all days? Y'all should have been had y'all asses down there visiting. Been, been looking at the situation. Been thinking about giving black people reparations. But y'all said when it comes to reparations, y'all got to study. Study what? Fuck is you studying? They all crickets. They all crickets. They all crooks. And they ain't shit. And these Republicans, baby, listen. I don't people were saying, you know, I don't know what Trump got on them and this, that, and the third. Let me tell you something. I don't know what Donald Trump got on them either. 
But what I will tell you is this. What we seen on June 6th, baby, that was some shit that I have never, ever, ever witnessed before in my life. And honestly, I would have loved to know where all of it came from. I would have loved to know who's behind all of the good, uh, all of the good shit that was going on. I, I would love, love to know. You know, a lot of people. Uh, one person, uh, she criticized um, Mitch McConnell. She was like, "To be making decisions for the for, for the short term political game." This is her name is Lisa Mor Morsquat. No, Morsky. She said to be making a decision for the for the short term political gain at the expense of understanding and acknowledging what was in front of us on January 6th. I think we need to look at that critically. Is that really what this is about? One election cycle after another? She said, I'm disappointed that we just haven't been able to acknowledge that an independent commission will be an opportunity for us to have an independent review of this while we do our work. Yeah, they just want to look into see what, you know, investigate what exactly is going on. But to be honest with you, what the fuck is there to investigate? Y'all seen it for yourselves on camera. Matter of fact, y'all seen it because y'all asses was there. They was coming at the asses. Okay? And y'all was scared. Fucking shitless. Shitless. So, you know, I I just don't, I just, you know, when it comes to the politics at this point, y'all, I'm just over it. I'm just going to wash my hands clean of it. I just don't even know what to say. Don't even know what to support. All I can just say is black people. Black people, just know it is very crucial. We do not own nothing in America. What we owned, they took away from us. And at this point in time, we cannot look at a system that keeps us oppressed and look at a system that was not built for us. We have to create our own system. And there's so many things that we have to do. We have to get good representation of our community to make sure that whoever is representing us has our best interests at heart. And that's been hard to find. Hard to find. Because look at the Black Lives Matter lady. Hard to find. Everybody has their own political gain. Everybody has their own things that they're trying to gain and trying to prosper and trying to accomplish. But at the end of the day, the community is destroyed. The community has their 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 priorities all fucked up. So you know, we we got to get it together. You know, we really got to get it together. You know, and it starts within. It starts in the household. It starts within. You know, y'all really, honestly, you know, I hope gradually y'all get away from them bonnets at the airports and. All that other stuff that y'all be, you know, people be doing. I ain't going to say y'all because I ain't, I don't know who it is, but whoever, whoever, you know, we just, we just got to want more for ourselves. And that just starts with your appearance. I mean, just to be quite frank, it, it starts with your appearance. So, you know, I, I, I just don't know what to say. I really don't. But let's get into, um... Our rising stars. Our rising stars. There's two of them. We have two stars. Um, We have Erica Harrison and Arnell Aimsong. 
So they're friends. Um, they went to prep school together. Um, they are they are ranked of amongst black female students earning a computer science degree in college. Um, Harrison went to Yale and Ann Song went to Stanford. So they have um, their degrees in um, computer science at those two universities. Um, so to get through their courses, you know, they say they work with mentors and study partners. And then in February 2020, they launched EdLift, which is a tech platform that provides small group mentoring and tutoring for STEM students. Uh, they're serving students at UCLA and UC Berkeley, and they're planning to expand across the country. So far, they've raised $1.4 million from um, investors, which included former LinkedIn CEO Jeff Weiner, um, is one of the just one of the investors that invested in them. So shout out to them. They are the co-founders of EdLift. And I'm sure you can, you know, look at their Instagram for the company. It's E-D-L-Y-F-T. So shout out to these two black queens. Um, I do believe they're like, I think they're like 28 or so. Like they're, they're fairly young. So they're doing some good things. So shout out to them. I love, I love to see my, my black people out here winning y'all. I really do. So y'all let's get into the shits, you know, let's get into the twerk something segment. I wish I could have twerked this weekend, but it was raining. So you know what? I lied. I did. I did do a little bit of twerking. I lied. I did some twerking on Saturday. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I did some twerking on Saturday, and it was it was the best. It was the best twerking I've ever had. So you know, Portia. <laughs> you know, I just want to call it a. I just want to call it the the pursuit of Portia's vagina. <laughs> she has a book coming out called The Pursuit of Portia, but I wish I really wish it was called The Pursuit of Portia's Vagina because baby. I don't know how to take of this situation with this man like i don't know if she's milking this for a storyline or is she really in love with him child like i just don't know what to do because every she's talking about she got his middle name tattoo on his neck and shit she's gonna have three weddings like i ain't never i have never y'all and i watch all of the housewife franchises like that's my thing that's my go-to i just don't understand what's happening here like I just don't understand it, you know. And that Simon, baby, he got clapped back for days too, honey. He a little shady thing. He done been in Atlanta. He done got a little shady because he done got shady with Wendy Williams and shit. And, you know, I'm not here to clock the mouse on Portia's vagina. I am not, honey. But something just is not. Something is just not clicking right or well with me. When it comes to this whole arrangement that she got going on, I don't know what it is, but some just ain't right. And you know, Fallon and him, Fallon is the ex-wife. They didn't finalize their divorce and she ain't getting back much, honey. She not getting back much. To say that man had a lot of money, she's not getting back that much. And I do believe, I think maybe it's because of this prenup, you know, the prenup, I, I don't think she still to deal with it. I don't know. You know, he wants to sell the house, honey. And, um, shit, I thought Portia thought she was going to be living in the house the way she went over there to the pool on the episode, child. So, I didn't know what was happening. 
I really didn't. I just don't know what's happening. I really don't. I, I don't. I just know that Portia is smiling from it in. Just know, you know, I ain't claiming her ass come cancer season. I ain't claiming that bitch at all. Hell no. She wanted the cancer. You know, at first I wasn't claiming Tiny as my birthday twin. Because she, my, you know, she her birthday on the same day as mine. But this Portia, honey, can't claim all the cancers, child. Like I told y'all in the last episode, honey. Can't claim them all, because some of them be out there just making us look the fuck terrible. They really do. They really do. They just be looking terrible, and I just be like, Lord help us, but... Girl, I think I saw, I think I saw Wendy Williams today, and Wendy was like, oh, is, you know, is he going to go live in a hut or some shit, y'all, some of y'all? So I said, bitch, not a hut, Wendy. You so shady, a hut. Now, that's just really terrible. Now, all African people don't live in huts when they over in Africa, child. They got million-dollar homes. Okay, some of their homes look better than what we live in at over here. And they prince and princesses have for them, okay? She go back home, that man probably got a whole goddamn maiden staff, okay? Portia knew what she was doing, honey. She knew what the dollar she was going after, and she knew what she wanted. And she made that dollar holler, and she made that coochie holler too. Because coochie hollering. And the coochie hollering, I don't know what it's hollering. But it ain't hollering representation, baby. It's hollering dollar, 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 cash, cash, cash. That's what it's hollering, honey. She just forgot all about the black people's matters. I ain't seen her on there. I ain't seen her. I ain't seen her not nothing on there. But, child, I'm just going to mind my business, child. That's all I can do is just mind my business. You know, Jennifer Lopez is back around the block. You know, she's working on her relationship with Ben Affleck. Let me tell you something, y'all. These bitches, they be moving, y'all. I'm telling y'all. They be fucking moving that P. Diddy. He done posted a throwback Thursday picture of him and Jen. You know, Diddy is something else. You know, I never would have thought that I'd be talking about P. Diddy the way that I talk about him. He is an ultimate clown child. I just never knew that I would have to be discussing P. Diddy the way I'd be discussing him. Some of the shit that he do and some of the shit that y'all, you know, he is a hot ass mess. You know, he's giving us the first of all, I thought that his ass was messing with uh, Miracle Watts. Maybe he's just fucking her. Messing with Lori Harvey. You know, some other girl he said he was messing with. Cassie got free of that shit. She just got free. Messing with the trainer that he paid for, honey. He paid for. Got two babies by him. Mary. Now he trying to get back with Jennifer Lopez? Now, I ain't going to front. I ain't going to even front. And I ain't even going to hold y'all and act all fake up in here. But him and J-Lo was cute together, child. They was. They was cute together now. You got to admit, they was cute together. But, you know, Diddy is all over the place. You know, he didn't change his name to love or some shit. And, you know, I'm surprised we didn't get a Kim post faking like he was so in love with her child. He ain't in love with shit. He just in love with whatever the wind is blowing his way. And I guess he thought the wind was going to blow Jennifer Lopez his way. So that's why he put that throwback Thursday picture. I know she texted him. I know she did, honey. I wish I was on the text, girl. She probably texted him and was like, now what the hell you doing? Like, why would you post that? Like, you know I'm trying to work it out with Ben. 
oh, so you're going to go work it out with Ben, but you could be with me because you know I love you. You know I changed my name to love. Just probably some corny shit that he probably saying. And she probably just giggling, taking it all the fuck in. Meanwhile, she done met with her ex-husband Mark Anthony who's the father of the kids and then she then met with Ben okay she ain't thought about getting back with the homeboy for the baseball ain't fucking thought about getting back with him ain't even thought about it I was completely shocked to be honest honey but baby you know did he try to help her with her little career in singing she just need to get that singing shit up the acting is where it needs to be but honey J-Lo has been around the block She's been around the block, honey. She really has. And that block, it's been long stretch, honey. She done been to the block in New York. She done been to the block in uh, California. She done been to the damn block down in Brazil, wherever the people was at, honey. She done been on the block. And let me tell you something. I know her phone would just be blowing up. I want to exchange phones with her for the day. Since she's back on the market and shit, I just want to see what people was texting. Because I know Diddy is up in there, child. I know Diddy is up in there. I wonder what she got his name under. <laughs> I wonder what she got it under, child. Lord, help us. Mm, 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 mm. Lord. Mm. It's just something about the exes. Because Vivica Fox, you know, she said, listen, Cuban, whatever your name is. Two can play that game. I was trying to keep it classy with you. You know, I didn't really say much about the man. I just let people know, like, you know, he was the love of my life. Like, I love that man. Let me tell you, they was another good-looking couple, too. 50 and Vivica was giving us everything we needed on those red carpets. You understand what I'm saying? Every single thing we needed. Now, while we did not understand the relationship and understand why the fuck Vivica wanted them, what we knew was is that they knew the assignment. And the assignment was to come to these award shows looking like money, looking like black love. And that's exactly what they were serving, okay? Now, who he with now, I don't know what the bitch serving. I don't know what he's serving. You know, I don't know what she's serving because social media models, they all tend to look alike. So I don't know what she's giving, how she's giving it, whatever. But what I do know is this, okay? Vivica Fox has always, always been the queen of shade. And she shaded the shit out of that girl. And all that girl could do, all she could do, she couldn't really do anything. Like, what could she have done? She couldn't do nothing. She couldn't do nothing. She put, like, a little violin emoji or something trying to cry over it. I don't know what the fuck she thought she was doing. I don't know what she was doing, but... It was a lot, and I'm glad that Vivica, you know, kept it real cute and classy because it's all about the rep. It's all about the representation, okay? Representation, her people, her team, representation. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Y'all, it's just so much. Like, you know, I keep saying so much, y'all. Lord, Lord, Lord. Y'all know how I feel about Future. I just keep seeing y'all posting shit about him and it's fucking Lori Harvey. Oh, God, just give it a break. Just give it up. Just give it up. Like, just give it up. You know, Lori Harvey, Future, listen, Future ain't crying over her, y'all. He just had to let her know, like, you know, 
Tell your father, I don't want you. There ain't no coming back. You ain't you begging me to come back. It's like either you gonna stay, ride it out with me, figure it out with me. Like, bitch, you're not gonna keep coming back. You're not gonna keep coming back, getting me all up in my feelings, having me taking you on trips and shit. No, go ahead and be with that lame ass nigga. And he could take you on the trips and shit. Like, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand. Like, be my brother alone. Don't come at him unless, to, unless we sent for you. And we haven't sent We haven't sent for none of y'all. We just haven't done it. We haven't done it at all. Haven't done it. Haven't done it. Um, y'all just don't matter. I just, you know, Black China done came back. Black China is fighting. Like, China done came at the Kardashians calling them baby mothers and how come we don't think it's ghetto? Well, they not baby mothers. Only three of them are. Kim has been married, so she's a single mother. <laughs> okay, she's a single mother, child. I just don't understand what was the point of her to post, you know. My thing with Black China is that you had one job. One job, Black China. And your job was to get in the family. All you had to do was just marry Rob. You had a baby by him, okay? So you let him have sex with your girl. You just had one job and you couldn't even complete that job. You couldn't even complete it. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I just don't understand the logic. But bitch had one job. One job. Couldn't even complete the job. Couldn't even complete the assignment. The assignment was to get your ass up in that house, get your last name to be Kardashian, and then what the bitches was going to do. That was what you was supposed to do. But you ain't even do that. You ain't even do that. You ain't even do that. You know, I just, you know, the Kardashians are the Kardashians, y'all. Like, I keep telling y'all over and over again, if y'all keep bringing them up and keep focusing on them, they're going to continue to stay in the limelight. Continue to stay in the limelight. Like, we can have a... We got a whole girl that's faking DM messages that Chloe so-called sent to her because she wants Tristan Thompson to take a paternity test. Listen, bitch, if you don't go to court and petition that, like, girl, who goes through this length to make fake messages, DM messages? Like, what? I don't know what these people be on. I don't know what's in the water that they be drinking or what's going on, but... The shit is wild. It's wild. So she making up fake DM messages. Then we got Alexis Scott and Akbar rambling and go, like they're literally beefing and arguing through the phones, y'all. They getting she getting on her live, she getting on her live, and they're arguing through the phone. Like I've never witnessed such a thing. I'm just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, why am I even looking at this? They bringing up kids, kids is off limits. Akbar is talking about Alexis guy doing cocaine. That's why the baby came out the way it was. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm really just trying to understand and trying to piece it together. What the fuck? Cause these bitches arguing about like what is happening? Arkbar, you came all the way to Philly from Atlanta to a club that you weren't even invited at. These two girls are hosting. Like I just, I just didn't understand it. I just, you know, I had that right underneath the shade. Where I'm like, listen, we are trying to celebrate greatness here. It's the hundredth, you know, hundredth day of history with Tulsa and Black Wall Street. We're trying to figure out how we are trying to get that back. And y'all bitches is on the internet arguing back and forth about who the fuck knows what. <laughs> like, we arguing about what's, what the fuck is really that they arguing about. I still don't even know. I still don't know. I still don't know what they arguing about. 
And, and the argument went on all day, y'all. All day long. They was arguing all day long. All day long. All day long. And through the phone. Through the phone. On live. Through the phone. I'm just saying, I just ain't understand it. I understand it. You know, I don't understand why Erica Mena files for divorce and she's pregnant. It's just like, you know, stop playing games when it comes to marriage. You know, her and Safari reminds me of Ray J and Princess. They just all over the place. And, you know, they bringing these kids into these relationships, into these marriages, and they don't even want to be married. They don't even want to do what it takes to be married and do what it takes to fight. You know, so I'm just like, you know, when I see these little posts with them, I'm just not even taking this shit serious. I'm just really laughing because it just baffles me that this is what y'all, like, every other week you're divorced or every other week you're filing or this week you're not filing and next month you're having a baby. Like, what is the fuck is going on? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, what is really happening? What's happening? Um, I just want to close, um, you know, finish this topic real quick from this segment. You know, Versus was this weekend, Swiss Beats and uh, Timberland. I, you know, they did a really good job. Like, they really set the tone of how Versus is supposed to be. They didn't stand. I mean, they didn't sit. They didn't take a break. They played hit for hit for hit for hits. Nonstop. Timberland is a genius. He's a genius. I mean, half of the songs, I'm just like, damn, I ain't know Timberland did that. Like, he is the ultimate genius like that versus i loved it i missed the first time that it ever started and i am appreciative of that like what we experienced like that right there was just beautiful it was beautiful you know we got bow wow and soldier boy with the verses and you know bow wow's doing a lot and i think he's just doing that to build up the hype for the actual verses you know this is what they do i mean this man was faking like he was on a jet or some shit whatever the fuck he did you know soldier boy thinks he's the first person that did this first person did that you know so both of their egos together i think that versus is going to be pretty good it's going to really take us back because when we were you know eight 10 or whatever like we loved bow wow you know soldier boy i think i got on him Pretty much so like in college, freshman year. But that Bow Wow, oh, Bow Wow, baby, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a Bow Wow fan. I got the Word Up magazine, stripped the posters out of him, put them all in my room. I remember I went back in the day. I was just telling somebody this yesterday to go see him and it got canceled. I couldn't get in. I was just so heartbroken. Heartbroken over Bow Wow. And now when I look at Bow Wow now, I'm like, damn, this is this, this can't be the same Bow Wow that a bitch was crying over when she was 10. No way. No way. It can't be. But it was, child. It really was. And the bitch was crying. I was so sad. I didn't know what to do. I was so sad. So sad. It hurt my little heart. It really did. It did. It did hurt my heart. But, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like that's going to be a good versus. I, I appreciate verses now. I've loved them. It brings back so many memories with music and you know, just like the whole representation of like giving all these artists their flowers while they're here and just, you know, uplifting them and recognizing them for their talent. So I love it. I really do. Um, and then one thing I want to say, like, girl, somebody text Lamar, text Chloe 
for Lamar, okay? Because he can't seem to do an interview without talking about that. That's the love of his life now. He has some demons, and, you know, he talks about it in his book. But I tell you, he loved that girl. And let me tell you, she loved him. Because one thing about Chloe when she was with that Lamar, she ain't changed the way she looked, okay? She hated that she was known as the fat sister. But a bitch ain't do no work to herself. She ain't give a goddamn. And that's when we really loved her. Okay, now she's just trying to keep up with all the people that Tristan is cheating on her with. And it's sad, it's sad, it really is. But please, anybody, if you got Khloe Kardashian's number, please, please text and tell her Lamar is looking for them. Invite Lamar over for dinner with them damn salads and shit that y'all be eating. Just let him come over one time. Shit, he missed y'all. Let him come over there. Just let him come over. Um, so let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do, NBA fans, is act a damn fool at these games. Like, y'all, okay, y'all ain't been out the house for a year. I get it. But you ain't got to be spitting and throwing bottles and type of shit on these people. Like, this is not a circus. This is not a goddamn zoo. You know, you need to compose yourself. You need to represent yourself correctly when you go out here to these games. Y'all just doing too much, okay? And the NBA is doing... a look it's not too you know not that much you know okay they can get banned and all this other shit but it's like okay does that really teach them a fucking lesson they need to be arrested okay y'all arrested the boy that was throwing his own money at the goddamn graduation the police arrested him talking about he was in about to start a riot or some shit okay these little white boys is getting arrested but what is exactly is that teaching them nothing and another thing for what you won't do, you know, if I give you my number and we have a good conversation, please do not good morning text me to death. Every morning, I do not need to see a text that says, good morning, good morning, good morning, gorgeous, good morning, beautiful, good morning, honey. I don't want it. I don't know why you niggas do it. So that's what you won't do because you would get blocked. Stop texting me every five minutes talking about good morning. I know it's morning. I'm up. I'm ready for work. I done brushed my teeth. I can see that it's morning. I can see it. It's just that something to me. You know, just not representing yourself. You're not representing yourself pretty good, okay? This, yeah, it's all about representation. And right now, it's not doing too good, okay? Okay, so... This is episode 137, representation. It's all about representation. It's all about how you're representing yourself, good people, okay? Love yourself. Love your words, all right? Um, you guys can stream all previous episodes, you know, of course, on all streaming platforms, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe to the pod, please, people. We're looking for sponsors. So if you'd like to be a sponsor for the pod, please contact me on my social media handle, on social media uh, DMs, my social media handles, um, Shanghai underscore Chronicles on Instagram and also Twitter. So send me a DM. I promise I will respond because I'm always on my phone. So yes, we are looking for sponsors, good people. So I hope everyone continues to have a good work week. Um, it should be a short one. Um, and, you know, like I always say, good people, I'm out.